and welcome to this week's episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. Let's begin with our first question, which is a very good one from Rosa. Over to Rosa. Hello Molly, my name is Rosa and I am eight years old and I like the colour blue. My question is, why is garlic good for your heart? Mm, Thank you, Rosa. That's an interesting one. Oh, it's great to hear your favourite colour is blue. I like the colour blue too. It reminds me of the sea and swimming. Two things I absolutely love and I'm doing lots of swimming in the sea and in the pools here in Bali. And what a great question. So many things we can grow. Fruits, vegetables, herbs, spices and even some flowers that we eat are all so good for different parts of our bodies and keep us super healthy. I've been out in the rice paddies today at a place called Begawan. I've been looking at all the rice that they're growing. They're growing a very old-fashioned type of rice that used to grow in the old days in Bali, which is much healthier for you than white rice. They call it Bali heritage rice and it's kind of brown and nutty and delicious. Here in Bali, they use garlic a lot in cooking, as we do in Europe as well. So why, though, is garlic good for our heart? Well, I decided to ask top nutritionist Tara Lee for the answer. Tara is an expert in how foods affect our bodies and the best things to put inside our tummies. So she must know the answer to your question. Over to Tara. Hi Rosa, I'm Tara and I'm a nutritionist and I'm going to answer your question about garlic. So garlic contains an active compound called allicin and when allicin is chopped it releases certain chemicals which have properties that can be good for your heart like lowering cholesterol and lowering blood pressure. So that's why it's really healthy for us to eat more garlic. Tara for your fantastic answer about why garlic is so good for us. It's very healthy so let's eat more garlic. It's great to know that just by chopping up something like garlic into little pieces and adding it to our food we can help keep our bodies feeling good. So many things we grow are amazing for us so make sure to eat all of the fruits and vegetables and healthy things your parents give you. And why not try cooking something tonight with a little garlic in it? I know people say it does make your breath a little stinky, but if you brush your teeth, you'll be good. I hope that answers your question, Rosa, and thank you for sending it in. And thanks, Tara, top nutritionist, for answering it for us. And now for our second question, which is about an animal that is definitely stinky, but it hasn't been eating garlic. It's about an animal called a skunk. And it comes from Rosie. Over to Rosie. My name is Rosie and I'm five years old and my favourite animal is pig and I like playing. My question is, Molly, how do skunks get their smell out? Hi Rosie, what a fabulous question, thank you. Well skunks are known for spraying a stinky smell, how do they get that smell out? 
Well, if you live in England, you might not have seen a skunk in its natural habitat. They mainly live in North and South America in rural areas, as well as some suburbs and sometimes the city. Skunks have black and white stripes. They're a little bit like a skinny badger, but they have a big fluffy tail. Skunks are omnivores, meaning that they eat just about everything. Um, But it's not eating garlic which makes them make a stinky smell. Instead, this disgusting spray, which is called musk, is a liquid full of really stinky chemicals. These are called thiols and thoacetates. Both of these things have a lot of something called sulphur in them. And sulphur is a natural chemical element. In fact, it is the same thing released by eggs when they go rotten. It's no wonder skunks are very smelly. Imagine being sprayed by an animal shooting out something called musk that smells a bit like off eggs. So to make themselves smell, the skunk sprays its musk out of two things called glands near the base of its bushy tail. Glands are small organs inside every animal which let out useful things that the body can use to keep itself healthy. We have glands in our bodies. Glands in humans release all sorts of things in all sorts of places. Glands in the skin release sweat to cool us down when we're hot. Glands in our mouth release saliva when we eat food. Glands are like little workers which help the body keep itself regulated and react to external dangers. Again, to keep the body safe and regulated. What's not so amazing is the horrible smell released by skunks' glands. Why do you think skunks might do this? Spray a stinky smell from glands near their bottom under their tail. Well, it's not very nice and that is precisely the reason why they do it. If they're threatened by another animal trying to catch them or eat them, or if something scares them, then skunks will spray musk to scare the predators away. Some skunks will stamp their feet, growl or even jump into a handstand before they release the musk to make the person or animal approaching run away. The smell is part of its warning markings. Other animals think, yuck, what a gross smell, and they get away as quickly as they can, leaving the skunk to enjoy a lovely day. Did you know that a skunk can spray a target over three and a half metres away and the spray can leave the target smelling stinky for days? So that's how and why skunks let their smell out. It's not by eating garlic, it's by releasing musk from the glands next to their bottom under their tail. I hope that answers your question, Rosa, and thank you for sending it in. Now we've learned a lot about things that tickle our noses today, from why garlic is good for us to how skunks make themselves stinky. Our final question today is also about tickly noses and something else noses do, apart from smell, which is sneeze. Let's find out about this question, and it comes from Leah. Over to Leah. Hi, Molly. My name's Leah and I'm five and I like Christmas cookies. And my question is, do seagulls and um, snakes sneeze? 
Hi, well, thank you for such a good question. Let's start with seagulls. Now, as we know, birds don't have noses. They have beaks, sometimes called a bill. Beaks are wonderful tools. They allow birds to gather food like a pair of hands and help them eat the food they collect. They replace bony jaws and teeth for eating. On their beaks, birds have external nostrils called nares, N-A-R-E-S, nares. In seagulls, these nares are oval-shaped and on either side of the upper beak. Can seagulls sneeze out of their nares? Well, we all sneeze. It's an automatic response called a reflex that happens when the inside of our nose, called our nasal cavity, is irritated by dust or other things that shouldn't be there. Always surprised by bright light or quite a lot of things make us sneeze, actually. Most of the time when we sneeze, we also get a runny nose, which is often your immune system clearing out whatever your body doesn't want inside it, like pollen or dust. But what about seagulls? Do they sneeze like us? Well, yes, they do. Just like humans, seagulls, and in fact most birds, sneeze to clear dust and debris from their own nasal cavities. Once or twice a day, a seagull will sneeze a clear fluid, which will make sure that any nasty things in their nasal cavity is removed from their body. So yeah, seagulls can sneeze. But what about snakes? Well, they don't really sneeze. What you might think is a sneeze is a powerful exhale or hiss to get rid of dust or mucus from their lungs rather than their noses. If you have a pet snake and it does this a lot, it might have a respiratory infection. So do take it to the vet. Did you know in iguanas, the sneeze is actually an important means of getting rid of excess salt that its body no longer needs. The way that snakes smell is actually very interesting. Snakes' noses are two small holes known as pits just above their mouths. Snakes have also developed a highly specialised scent organ known as the Jacobson organ, which allows them to taste and smell the air. This organ is at the base of the snake's nasal cavity. The organ has two ducts that reach down to the roof of the snake's mouth. The snake sends its tongue out into the air and some of the moisture-laden smell particles land on the tips of the fork of a snake's tongue. Then the snake flicks its tongue back inside where the tips of its tongue can be dipped into the ducts from the Jacobson organ. This helps the snake to smell even more scents like even sweaty, stinky socks or probably garlic also. So, next time you see a snake flicking its tongue in and out, you know it's not trying to stick its tongue out at you or catch a tasty meal. It's actually using its tongue to smell the world around it. Isn't that clever? I hope that answers your question and thank you for sending it in. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to the amazing nutritionist Tara Lee for explaining why garlic is good for us. And a big thank you to Rosa, Rosie and Leah for this week's questions. If you have a question you would like answered on everything under the sun, just get a grown-up to lend you their phone and record yourself in a video or audio saying your name, your age, a bit about yourself and send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Check out the website everythingunderthesun.co.uk or mollyoldfield.com for more info. 
And remember to get yourself a copy of the paperback of Everything Under the Sun. It's filled with all of your questions, beautifully illustrated, and you'll love it. It's in all good bookshops now and available online wherever you get your books. Have a wonderful week filled with delicious healthy food, not too many sneezes, and hopefully no getting sprayed by a skunk. I'll be back next week answering more curious questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Thank you and goodbye.